Hey there, welcome to Bound Together. We are two friends, two self-published authors who took very different paths in life, but kept in touch and kept on writing. My name is Sarah Gray and I went corporate career lady while Laura Catherine went full-on family. This is all about how we approach writing in our two different worlds, the struggles, the positives, and how we keep the writing flames alive. This week, or I should say this month, on Bound Together, we are talking about plotting versus pantsing. Yay. So these are two, I think, pretty well-known terms in the writing world. It's like the two defining features of a writer. It's you a very either... nano thing, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't know where it came from. You're either a plotter, a.k.a. you plot. You write down everything that you have ideas for for your story. Or you're a pantser, which is... By the seat of your pants, writing. Yeah. I was going to say, describe pantser to me since you're not one. <laughs> you write by the seat of your pants, so you pl- you don't plot at all. You just have an yeah. idea and you just start writing and see where the story takes you. So, Sarah, mm. are you a plotter or a pantser? <laughs> well, I'd hope you'd know that <laughs> after all these years. Complete um, and utter but- pantser. <laughs> I suppose if we're going to put me in one of these categories, I would be more of a pantser than anything. I have plotted a couple of times, but I'm more of a pantser. I mean, you can be a hybrid. Don't don't let society box you into being one or the other. <laughs> well, it's probably a spectrum. And then there's probably other things as well that people do, which are neither of those. Well, there's probably a hybrid of both, um, but I would found more of more of a more of a pantser which um which one are you Laura well (laughs) if anything if anybody knows me I am 100% a plotter but I have not always been a plotter oh it's so painful sometimes isn't it that I'm a plotter (laughs) I'm sorry I'm making your life more difficult (laughs) No, I don't mean it that way. Um, but yeah, I think we have very, very different styles of um, sort of dreaming up books and then turning them into reality. I'd say that you're definitely more planned than I am, and you're definitely more. Uh, you like to churn yes. stuff out, <laughs> whereas I'm a little bit of like a. a I don't know how you'd describe it. I'm a bit more casual and I'm like, well, if the, if the inspiration. It's like I'm in, I'm in a committed relationship with books and you're just like, I'm, I'm, I'm not just not sure where this is going. Today. Yeah. My feelings can change day to day and I just wait for the inspiration and I just ride the wave um, and everything's going to be okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was not always a plotter. When I first started writing, I was definitely a pantser. I remember maybe everyone. I suppose it's something I learned when we started doing our writing course. But before Mm -hmm. then, writing stories was like I would just have an idea in my head and it was never a I'm going to publish a novel. It was like I just have this cool story idea that I want to write down and I'm young and carefree and I'm just going to write down this cool story in a notebook and 
It would just be like whatever came into my head. So the very first novel that I ever wrote, which was called Ash Venner and the Ancient <laughs> Knives, which is a book that I used in our writing course, I had cool. no like idea where that story was going it was just like based on some characters and like a general idea of like how I wanted the story to go yeah and I just I just wrote it but then we did our course and I learned about plotting and I learned about you know setting out your chapters and that there's that stories have like you know character arcs and three-act structures and like it has to all make sense for people to want to read it and so I think I when I decided to get more serious about my writing was when I decided that plotting was for me, especially after writing my gin series, because I plotted a little bit of it, but not like the whole series, which became a problem when writing it. So I'm definitely hardcore plotter now. Yeah. Um, I would say that you do all of your plotting up front, right? So like when I'm talking to you, you've got, you're doing your full structure, you're doing all your character arcs, you're doing all your plots and subplots and effectively writing out a long um, document, which is almost like a story in itself. Yeah, it's almost like... All before you even start the story, where I've, now that I listen to you, I get an idea and I run with it and I'll write the whole story and then I'll do that stuff afterwards and then just make the story, squish it out squish it around and kind of make sure I've got all those arcs and stuff like that, but I'll do it at the end. I get that. That makes sense. It's just sort of a like. Yeah, make me a plot. You... No. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. If, you, if we're looking at like a hybrid version, you're like the, a pantser who plots afterwards. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> but not, I get that. Well, it's not really, technically it's not plotting if I'm doing it afterwards. It's really just like editing. and. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I get that in like you have an idea and you've got all this momentum of wanting to write this new idea. So you just want to get it down as fast as possible. So you write the whole story and then you look at it later and be like, okay, there's bits in this I need to fix. And every book needs editing anyway. Yeah. So what I'm doing is basically just like, it's like a first draft, but it's like a shortened version of the story that I have to expand on to make better through editing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And because when I wrote Arcadium, that one was definitely a pantser novel. But I actually, when I think back to it now, I think um, I've got to stop saying um. uh, But I think that that one was written really quickly and there was something about not knowing what was going to happen for me. that kind of went with the story really well. So it was just like a an adventure, like a from point A to point B adventure. Um, and I think there was something in just not knowing where it was going to go and just writing and just seeing what happened that kind of worked for that story. Whereas if I'd plotted it out beforehand, I don't think it would have the same sort of momentum and flow. Okay. Arcadia, the first one could have been a standalone, couldn't it? Well, it was a standalone. Because the story kind of ended and then when you wrote the second one is when, like, something happened to continue the story as opposed to something happened at the end of Arcadium. Yeah. 
No. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but I think there's something about um, not having to be stop starty and like, what am I like reading what I'm going to be writing about? I like to kind of dream it up. And when I get into the zone, just pull things from nowhere and kind of add them in. And there's something that happens when you're pantsing, you don't know where you're going to go. Um, that kind of works for those adventure type books. But I would say that sometimes it's really hard to get started. Yeah. You literally well, starting- got nothing to go on. Like I might have a line or like a character and then not knowing, knowing that I want to write a novel, but not knowing what's going to happen for the next 80,000 words or so. <laughs> it's pretty like, oh. Yeah, starting is definitely the hardest part about writing in general. And yeah, I guess plotting gives me the, especially the way I plot, I know exactly like, okay, this is the scene I'm starting with and this is exactly like where these characters are and it's easy for me to just get going because I've already thought about it. But yeah, starting in general is hard and once you get started, then it just it kind of flows and that, that's when like, your plotting can go out the window and then you you one of your characters like no actually I don't want to do the thing that you originally plotted for me and that's just going to have a whole side story that didn't exist and then it's going to screw with like what happens in book three and <laughs> yeah see that would annoy me if I plotted too far ahead and then wanted to change something but then I'm worried then about the- not not plotting enough and then getting to book three and being like oh I really wish I'd you know foreshadowed this really cool idea I have yeah but I can't because I've already done the first two books you can't just randomly put like a character in or an event in that didn't have anything to do with the story I don't think that's ever happened to me though I don't think I've got a couple of books in and gone oh dang I wish I'd put this amazing thing that I thought of in not yet anyway just um, wait, just wait. It'll happen. Don't don't say that. So <laughs> with your plotting, when you sit down to actually write the book, like what do you have? What what's your system for plotting? So you do a lot of work before you actually start. So I've my system has changed over the years, especially from coming from being a pantser to begin with. I would try different ways of plotting to see what worked for me. Mm. Currently, what I've got. I'm going with, I start off with each chapter just being, what is the goal of Mm. the characters in this chapter? Like, what do they want to achieve? And then what obstacle is stopping them from achieving that goal? And then the third thing is, um, at the end of the chapter, what happens? And the answer is either two things. It's either, yes, they managed to do what their goal was and Mm yes but something then bad happens so like their goal was to like break into the person's house and so yes they managed to break into the person's house but now the alarms are going off and so that gives the the end of the chapter momentum to make readers want to go and start the next chapter and so the other answer then is if no your character doesn't um complete their goal 
it's so it's no and so no they didn't manage to break into the um the place they were trying to get into and the alarms are also still going off even though they didn't manage to break in so it's it's always like yes or no to whether they completed the goal of the chapter mm-hmm. and then something happens that will drive the story forward basically so that's how I start each chapter plan is just writing out the goal of each chapter and whether the characters manage to do that goal and then once I do that I'll go back and I'll start to flesh out like the whole chapter of like basically kind of like little paragraphs of each kind of scene that I want to happen so like we introduce the characters and they're going through the town to go meet their brother and then once they meet their brother, they're going to go to the market to go pick up something and I'll add in any kind of conflict that's going in there. I'll put notes in for anything that is foreshadowing for something else. So mm-hmm. if I know something is going to happen in this chapter that I want to use as foreshadowing for later, I'll make sure I write whatever it is and then put in brackets foreshadowing for this reason. Mm-hmm just so to remind myself because plots can get super complicated, especially if it's foreshadowing something that's going to be in a different book. Yeah. It makes it easy for me to find when I read through it. So once I've like plotted out the whole thing, and this is like thousands of words. Yeah, I was just going to say, what's your current one? How many thousands of words is it? So I'm plotting my trilogy. The first book outline is about, 8,000 words the second book is about 11,000 words and I'm still doing the third one where that's already over 10,000 words so that's like almost 30,000 words just in plotting alone which is like a short novel in its own in its own right which is why I'm calling it a first draft because yeah, it's kind of like it's almost like you're doing the very bare bones and then you're just going to flesh it out and just keep fleshing it out until it yeah, gets bigger exactly. and then you put all sorts of other things in which is why it makes it easy to write because it is like a first chapter that I, I've just looked at and being like oh I want to flesh out how this conversation goes instead of saying oh you know John and Sally are talking about we'll have a conversation about their sister I'll yeah. then expand that conversation out so you basically know all of the characters all of the plot points that are going to happen do you when you're actually writing it do you ever put in other characters or deviate from your extreme plot this is the most extreme plot I've ever done for my new series okay so it's but like see what happens <laughs> yeah it will be see what happens but with gin I plotted what I wanted to happen in gin and blooders and it was supposed to be a trilogy originally and I didn't really plot the last book and so I wrote the first two books in back-to-back nanos. Mm. And then I published them both while I was working on the third one. And then while writing the third one, I was like, okay, this story still needs like to go further. So it had to be a fourth book in there. And I still didn't really know where it was going. Yeah. That's why I need to plot. And do you do anything? How do you plot your character's um, development and like character it's more of a, a do you actually general fit them idea. Into the you know the the hero's journey. Do you actually fit it into that thing and see if it if you hit all the points mm. or 
not the hero's journey. I mostly just look at the three-act structure for, like, how I want the story to flow. So it'll be a yeah. three-act structure individually for each book and then the three-act structure of the whole series. So things that, yeah, like, what would be, like, the climax of book one would probably be, like, the plot, first plot point of the whole entire um, three-act structure. But character-wise... It's mostly just like a general idea of what I think they're like, what I want them to overcome, I guess, like what their their floor is that I want them to to overcome in the book, whether that's like this person is really timid and I want them to learn to be brave and speak out for themselves yeah. or yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that and so it's a bit more freeing when writing between the different characters just having that idea of where I want them to go as characters just kind of comes out in the conversations because I find that I'm pretty good at writing dialogue but it's maybe the prose mm. that I struggle with if you're comparing the two yeah so you don't plot anything at all you just uh, so no, no no characters you well you know what characters you want to have oh you know what it's kind of like uh it's it's almost like plotting in your head as you're going type thing because I'm trying to think of a like I just started a book but it's like I mean we're like a chapter into it but it's just I'll get an idea and it's usually based around a character and so I'll already have an understanding of like this character is um, like here's the flaw and here's what they have to overcome or here's what they're gonna what kind of journey they're gonna go on whether it's a physical journey or an emotional journey Um, so I always start with that in mind and then I'll just just let the words flow hopefully and I think it works most of the time and so I'm just kind of doing that stuff that you've done on paper in my head as I go if that makes any sense And I think it kind of works for plot because you uh, like, basically I'll just, I'll write a couple of lines and then I'll be like, what's, what's going to happen next? What's the best thing? What's going to challenge this um, character or what's going to be interesting for the book or because you can't just have them waffling around um, saying nothing, doing nothing, just going from point A to point B. I mean, to be fair, sometimes I'll do that just for filler. And then I'm like, I'll go back later and just cut some stuff out. Like if it's going to get me in the zone, I'll write a bunch of crap and then get into the zone and just edit that stuff out later. Yeah, that makes sense. I always remember (laughs) the teacher from TAFE. I'm sure this is what he used to say. I hope this is what he used to say. He used to say, set the character up and then put them to the test. And he said it so many times that it's literally burnt into my brain. So as I'm writing... I'll just naturally be like, what am I setting them up for and how am I going to challenge them? Because that's that's what makes writing interesting, I suppose, or what makes the characters interesting. Yeah. And, yeah, shout out to our teacher, Ray Mooney, from back in the day. <laughs> we would not be here without him. He is amazing. I mean, we'd be here, <laughs> but we'd be poor writers. Yes, we'd be worse writers than we currently are. Yeah um yeah 
I think I think that that pantsing definitely has like I remember when I did it how easy it felt to just write things and just like I'm just going to see where this the story takes me I'm going to see where the characters take me and it just whatever happened happened but I yeah, feel like freedom yeah but I feel like now that I'm like I want to be a professional author I want to eventually one day do this full time that it needs to be like properly more thought out if I want to be able to sell books yeah, I feel like if you were just writing a story for a love of writing stories, and then I would think I would care less about wanting to plot it out. I would just, I would probably be more of a pantser because I do enjoy just that freedom of mm. letting my mind go and flow and whatever. Yeah, I did. Um, I did plot a book once, Ooh. and I wrote the whole thing. <laughs> And I've never done it since. Don't know why. Sometimes I'll write notes and stuff beforehand, but I wouldn't really call it plotting out an entire book. But I did. call it like brainstorming. Yeah. What was it? I can't even remember the name of it, honestly. I'll have to dig it out. It's a really cool book, though. But I went through, um, and this this was written not long after my, not long after Arcadium. I must have finished Arcadium and then went straight on to this one that I can't remember the name of. Um, but I, you know, in Scrivener, how you, they've got all the, Scrivener's a writing program as well, and we're not sure whether it's Scrivener or Scrivener or how you pronounce it, but we're going yeah, with let us let us know <laughs> how do you pronounce it. Scrivener. Um, Scrivener sounds right. Just because I've, I want it to be that. But it's got um, like little, it's got lots of different things in there for writers, but it's got like little place cards for each chapter. And I was just writing yep. um, actually what was going to happen in the scene, what who was going to be there, what the point was, how it connected to the next one, blah, blah, blah. And I just did that for every single chapter, of which I think it's like, I'm, uh, I want to say it's around about 80,000 words or 90,000 wow. words, so pretty decent. That's um, decent plotting. A lot, lot of chapters in there. Um, and it definitely wasn't as heavy as you would do, I don't think. But no, probably not. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But it was just, just simple <gasps> things. And so I'd write it and then um, probably a pencil way of doing it, but having a really loose structure to it. So you know what you're going to write. You go in, you do your couple of thousand uh whatever you want to do for your chapter and then you go and see if you actually achieve that and if you've got to change anything else and then just move on to the next one and it's quite easy when you've only got um short short bits of um short amounts of time to do the writing because you can kind of get back into the story really quickly which yep, I think definitely with pants saying you need long you need long um time frames to thinking do it. Time. it takes a while to get into the zone and then when you're kind of like in this I don't know stream of consciousness whatever like there's definitely a zone that you're trying to get into um and it's better if you just got hours to keep going and going rather than I'm just going to write a little chapter but I did that and I did it for the whole book and I thought it came out well but I've never done it since and I don't know why didn't click with you if you've only done it once I don't know. It sounds it sounds almost like a the hybrid of the the plotting pantsing. Yeah. 
yeah like I didn't are you saying that I didn't quite get into the plotting no plotting I think thing? that's fine there's I, different if you say, <laughs> if you say <laughs> I, that I didn't that's fine because it is your world and I do know how much plotting you actually put into it I think there's different levels of plotting because I never plotted as much as I have for the series that I'm doing now but I have done lesser plotting and I've done that kind of plotting that you did for that one where I've just written like short sentences just so I had a general idea mm. so there's like different levels between it's like a spectrum of writing where there's full-on plotter at one end and full-on pantser at the other and then there's this whole thing in the middle of like yeah. the different variations of like your 70% plotter and 30% pantser and yeah it just there's so many different ways to do it yeah. And I think that's just a learned thing. I think that's just, you just keep writing stories and every time you write a story, you might try a different way to plot so that you see what works with you. Because I've done it many different ways and this is like one of the first times that something's felt a lot like it's really working for me. Yeah. And that just took time to do with trial and error of like researching what how other people plot and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, I have before, there's plenty of issues with being a pantser, but I have this one book as well. Uh, and I've changed the, um, what do you call it? Like the tense and the point of view, like third person present so many times. And I'm like, um, I've written the first book and I've continuously changed that. And so I'll go back and change it to the other way. And so I've got this book and a couple of different, like first person, third person, that, different points of view. Like, that sounds so frustrating to do. Character, one that's with other characters. And I just cannot decide on what it should be. And like past, present, I've changed that. And for the life of me, I can't find what it sits in. But because, I mean, I went into it knowing what it was going to be. And then halfway through, I didn't like it. I thought, oh, it doesn't quite fit. Um, but, yeah, so that happens too. Has that ever happened to you? As a, Have you ever plotted so hardcore and then just got into it and been like, this doesn't, I don't know, this doesn't feel right? Yeah, not, I don't know. I would say I've never written a book and then decided to change the entire tense of it. Yeah, don't do it. But, yeah, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I don't recommend it. I still haven't decided either. I I guess with the plotting, like with my current book, I was I plotted it as one character's point of view and then I got to the third book and there were so many characters that it was getting difficult for scenes to happen that she would like have to be there for just so yeah. you could see it. Yeah. So because of that, I've decided to make it from multiple points of view, but I haven't written the story yet. So that's where I guess the plotting comes into it is that I haven't already written like 80,000 words and decided yeah. from one person's point of view and then decided, Oh, I'm actually going to write this from multiple points of view and have yeah. to scrap like thousands and thousands of words. Yeah. So that, I guess that's where the advantage of plotting comes in Yeah. is that I can change a few things and I haven't wasted, not wasted time, but like, yeah 
no there's no wasted time when you're writing doing something to writing or editing really is there everything's a learning experience you're always learning and you're always enjoying you know it's not (laughs) if it's not fun what's the point exactly so yeah that's uh what plotting and planting is and that's how the two views I guess of a a plotter and a pantser or whatever we are on the the spectrum of plotting and pantsing (laughs) and uh that's it for this month of our episode of bound together if you want to hear more from us then you can listen to our back catalog of podcast episodes for more talk on writing editing publishing and just our life in general you can follow me, Laura Catherine, on Twitter at Laura Catherine P or on Instagram at Laura Catherine Author. My YA pan- paranormal romance gin series is available in ebook and paperback on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, and iTunes. Sarah's YA zombie series Arcadium is also available in ebook and paperback on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, and iTunes. You can follow Sarah on Instagram when she eventually she gets, gets one. I have been reminding her. (laughs) And thanks for listening to us. And we'll see you again next month for another episode of Bound Together. Bye. Bye.